0: You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show.
1: You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI.
0: Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi hour. From a pay phone, call Collect.
2: So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting
3: it. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody else.
4: And there is no reason on earth why Prince Charming cannot walk through our front door.
5: Hello. <laughs> Hello, girls. Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: And now it's two guys who 100% support flag burning, especially if it's one of those Trump 2020 flags. It's John and Ed on the Taxi Stand Hour from Radio TFI.
1: And add another list of many to thank you. Thank you there, uh, Mr. Chris Murphy. Of course, thank you, uh, uh, Professor Medley. Thank you, Gerald. Thank Jesus we have a show. Praise the Lord. There you go. Praise the Lord. Pass the bottle. That's right. And uh, that voice you heard, if you didn't recognize it, was an individual by the name of David Lander, uh, who... uh, was better known as Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley back in the glory days of television. Hi, I guess I should introduce myself. Hey, you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI for this Sunday, uh, December 6th of uh, 2020. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Grand Studio, the Grand Oh, what do we call this? The the gleaming tower of hope in Queens, New York. It's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir.
3: Hey, good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've all had a good week. Much better than Baby Oliver, who was apparently in the Radio TFI Child Detention Room
1: over there in uh the, in the Northern Command studio. But uh realize he was just quiet he was quiet up until about uh oh what now, about a minute and a half ago? He what? <laughs> He loves it when we're on the air. He's uh, I know
3: it. He, he's uh, uh, well. Then we can't we can't let this moment go by.
1: Baby Oliver, I, I want to know why that isn't like immortalized here. Come on, that why? that is that is classic, classic, classic radio. I should have a copy for myself. It's, you you can, know, I I just I've, I've told you in the past
3: you can have a copy, 1995. That includes shipping and handling, by the way. So just so you
1: know. Anyway, oh. we oh, trust. Oh wow, you're so nice to me. Oh.
3: <laughs> we we trust everyone is had a good week. We have a lot to talk about today. I got paper. I got lots of paper. I got lots of audio, and. Uh, okay, wake
1: me up you're done. Then. Okay.
3: And. Uh, <laughs> I, I, again we, we, we offer our condolences to the friends and family of uh, David Lander uh, who was squiggy we uh, you know we all enjoyed it back in the day uh, John do you want to make a comment on this thing sitting on top of my head and I, and I don't mean my bad toupee
1: <laughs> uh, well first off I, I want to say uh, give a real quick shout out to uh, Edward Zabrowski I hope I'm pro- pronouncing that name correctly listening to us here uh via facebook uh thank you for uh, joining us here and what ed is uh, if you're watching it, it watching us on video of course if you're listening to radio tfi.com you probably have no idea what he's doing right now neither does he for that matter but <laughs> what he just pulled off his head is what he just received in the mail yesterday and that is a brand spanking new baseball cap with our logo our very logo, the same logo we've had for nearly four years now. The taxi stand hour, and what a sight to behold! Then, of course, on the back of it, it is—it uh, has radio tfi.com on the back, and this, my friends, can be all yours. No, he, he's not going to give you the hat off his head. He doesn't. Now we're not going to go there, but we've uh, we've purchased a few here in the in the. Uh, promotions department all you have to do to earn one of those is send us a little uh, send us a little drop with your voice uh, with just tell us you're 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 listening here so we can record it and put it all over the the twitter sphere and the facebook sphere and and yeah, yeah even that uh, even that uh thing called youtube which i can care less one way or another about but uh, uh go go to radio
3: TFI.com. Go to the station ID page. Tells you everything you need to know, and we'll uh, s- send us a station ID. We'll send you a hat. It's
1: just that simple. Hey, um, why don't you you got the one that we uh, that we just received here uh, uh, handy? What are you talking about? the The last uh, station ID we just oh, received it. Oh, the last station ID, sure.
0: Hi, this is Athan from Perth, Western Australia. And you found the taxi stand hour on Radio TFI. Shout out to all our cabby friends right around the world. Cheers!
1: And that's um, all you got to do, my friend. By the way, thank you very much, Athen. Sure. A, uh, a a baseball cap. A you'll you'll be a proud owner of a baseball cap with our logo on it here. I promise all you.
3: you do- I promise you, Athan. You will have the only taxi stand hour baseball cap in the southern hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's that that's, that's pretty much a guarantee. <laughs> well, we're going to we're going to get that out to you. Uh, it'll probably go out in the post as you folks call it or maybe you call it the mail, I don't know. Anyway, so. Anyway, it'll be going out this week and uh, you know, it'll get there when it gets there, my friend. I don't know what the time lag is. <laughs> chris murphy even though he has declined it he's getting a cap anyway and hey just just send us uh you know we will find other reasons to give these away we have we have more than one we do john will be wearing one I was i'll just be like, wearing they, they finally arrived yesterday and i'm just excited too i gotta tell you it's much better quality than i thought i was getting than i thought we were getting for the money it is much
1: better quality and that that amazed me. That is embroidered into the cap. That, that is, is embroidered. Just, you know, the, the
3: logo that, is, is embroidered in and it looks exactly like it does on the computer on all of our even computers. even
1: the couple of nicks, the yep. couple of nicks that are on the sign? Uh I'm not sure. No, no, they didn't they didn't do the nicks.
3: They didn't do the nicks. I mean that would have been pushing oh. it.
1: Well, okay. Well, we'll take a little before we send you the hat. We'll take a little sharpie and kind of scratch in a couple of the names to make it look authentic. Because that's (laughs) that's going to
3: happen. You can count on that. Uh, I can see John sitting there now doing it. But anyway, so yeah, you betcha. So uh, listen to listen to the show. Listen to the station. We'll uh, we we got other stuff we're going to be giving away shortly after the holidays. Oh, we got big plans. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Anyway. He finally what... got the
1: mouse off his wallet, I see, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. it's uh, It hasn't been easy, but...
1: Anyway. <clears throat> Excuse <clears throat> Whoa, are you okay there?
3: Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I just had a
1: little. Oh, okay. Sounded like a hairball. It, it must, very well could have been. We know what you were doing last night. <laughs> Before we go any further,
3: young man, let's not let's not get too deep into it. It is time for the uh, for the market watch. It's the Radio TFI Stock Market Watch from the Market Watch Center. Uber closed the week at fifty four dollars eighty six up, eighty six cents. Excuse me, up four dollars and fourteen cents. lift, Closed the week at $46.10 up and even $5. This has been your uh, Radio TFI Market Watch. Shocking, isn't it?
1: Good lord, man. Another week where they're both of them are showing gains here. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's, uh... Ugh. Well, uh, we, we, we've got a couple of Uber stories here uh, that we'll get into in a little bit, but we, uh... I think it behooves us to get right into the mix with all the nonsense that's going on. The devil went down to Georgia last night looking for a soul to steal. Definitely definitely looking for a soul to steal. So uh, Donnie Boy apparently, without trying to, admitted that he lost uh, because he kept talking. He keeps talking about, well, we need these two seats. Senate seats in in Georgia to control the Senate. Well, that's only true if he admits that Kamala Harris is the new vice president and the official tiebreaker in the Senate, which means he lost. Uh -uh. Eh-eh. Womp-womp. Look, this man's on a tear right now. He's doing less than he did pre-election. I mean, he's just... They're just raiding the vault right now. They're just loading up the truck. Uh, By the way, uh, a couple days ago, uh, President-elect Joe Biden was officially, he officially secured the Electoral College majority when California certified its presidential election. Uh, This was on Friday. And appointed 55 electors, pledged to vote for Democrat Joe Biden. Uh, So there's that. And the Trump people, the Republicans, they can sue I think they're one in forty-one now. Uh, the only person with a worse record than them is John Shannon and football picks. But we'll get to that in hour two. Roll your eyes, John. You know it's true. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We got all sorts of goodies here. Uh, Joe did. DeG- Joe did. DeG- what's his name? De Genova was the guy. I who's, don't know who he's talking about. He's one of Trump's quote-unquote lawyers. He's the guy who suggested uh, that Chris Krebs, the guy who uh, Trump fired for saying that the elections went off without a hitch and there were no problems and everything was was hunky-dory and, and Trump fired him. Uh, this clown told a, a conservative radio host last week that uh, he should be taken out at dawn and shot. So uh, this clown had to re- resign from the Gridiron Club there in Milwaukee. Uh, he says he was can- yes. yeah. He says he was canceled by them. And uh, do we have something on him? I thought we. Oh, it, it, in regards to that. In regards to that, I, I mean, we get a lot of you know. We know how the magas are. They 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 talk a lot. They want to beat people up. They want to do all sorts of nasty things to people that don't agree to them. Uh, Trump has been trying to get the secretary of state of georgia and the governor to you know just throw everything out and 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 declare the state for him and it's been getting ugly and people are getting death threats and here is a uh, georgia election official gabriel sterling uh this is the short version of it came out and and had this to say to the public to the to the
2: media the other day addressing this joe degenova G- G- today asked for chris krebs a patriot who ran Sisa, to be shot a 20-something tech in Gwinnett County today has death threats and a noose put out saying he should be hung for treason because he was transferring a report on batches from an EMS to a county computer so he could read it. It has to stop. Mr. President, you have not condemned these actions or this language. Senators, You have not condemned this language or these actions. This has to stop. We need you to step up. And if you're going to take a position of leadership, show some.
3: If you hadn't seen that video, we've got a portion of it posted on our website. It's also all over the internet. Uh, The man is visibly upset and he has every right to be. He has every Mm -hmm. right to be. People are getting death death threats and 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 all that. And and look, you know, so uh, we've got we've got a fair amount of audio here that we're going to go through the through this. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, who you might remember, is a is a vet who was elected to uh, to Congress. He's the one where he wears the black eye patch. Uh, they Oklahoma, made it- if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. I believe you're right. I, I stopped caring about him a while ago, and he uh, he had this to say the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact. And besides him being a blithering idiot about it, you know who he's talking about? My girl. My girl. Uh oh. You 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 think old Uncle Ed's going to sit here and take that sitting down? Well, probably.
1: Keep Keep talking about AOC like that, you're gonna lose the other eye. <laughs>
3: oh, see, I wouldn't have said that, but thank you for saying it. Ooh. Anyway, we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll call the police on the other side of this. These people are nuts. It's not just Chuck Schumer. Chuck. Sch- Sorry about that. These people are nuts. It's not just Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer is controlled by people like AOC. Who believes that the biggest hardship in life was was figuring out whether
2: it was still or sparkling? And
4: you don't know hardship until
2: until you cried in the back. <laughs> I
3: was thinking, I was like, geez, I am so glad I did not have to do that in my former career.
2: <laughs> that was our biggest. That was our biggest problem in the mountains of Afghanistan I was figuring. Do we offer them still or sparkling? And what if they don't like it?
5: It's
2: rough out there, man. That's Congress these days. We cannot give these people control. We cannot give these people control.
3: All right. For starters, nobody's, uh, look, he, he served his country and, and good for you. And we appreciate that. And you'll, nobody is, is going to, you know, run you roughshod for that, although we could say, clearly you're no good at it because you came back missing an eye. But nobody's saying that, although your president might, because remember, he doesn't
1: like... Well, he a Democrat. If he was a Democrat and came back like that, uh, oh, yeah, he'd have all kinds of... of I, I like my servicemen that came back in one piece. That's know, right. I, Both eyes. you left with two eyes, we expect you back with two eyes. Anyway,
3: and Look, yes, I have I have my big man crush on... Uh, not a man crush. I have a, just a regular crush on AOC. There's no question about that. But that being said... That being said... Uh, nobody's denying that what you do in the mountains of Afghanistan is tough. Nobody's saying that. Okay? But because she was a bartender and a waitress at one point... Which, by the way, very honorable professions... You know, look, remember the days when we could go out to eat? If you didn't have servers, well, it, it would be a buffet. It would be a horn and harder. You got to be really old to understand what that is. The automat, uh, you know, you wouldn't be sitting down to have a meal. You'd have to go get it yourself from the cook. And God only knows what you got to say about them. And unless you've done time in the customer service business, again, not saying, I. it is certainly not apples to apples compared to being in the military, fighting a war in a foreign land. Nobody's saying it is. But to sit there and pick her apart because she had an honest job and she busted her ass, and she responded to it. I I don't have the exact quote here, but she said, yeah, let me see him do a double in heels. Or something to that effect. And uh, That just ran through my mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> think, of what he'd, think of what he'd save on mascara, but um, cards and letters to both of us this time. Uh oh, hell yeah! The rare double. Bring it on. But Bring it on. My uh, my my ex was uh, in the restaurant business for a long time as a server, as a manager, as a you know, it's a hard business. It's a hard job. Is it shooting people dead in the mountains hard? It's different hard. It's different hard. But to make fun of her because she had an honest job, and by the way, they've been doing that to her since she got into Congress. Oh, she's just the bartender. Take a look around at a lot of a lot of successful people. What did they do when they were younger? Hmm. I don't know. Waited tables, tended bars, uh,
1: drove taxis. You know. Yeah, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that next level. You right. know, after thirty-seven years. But- well, that's <laughs> the hats
3: are going to do that, baby the hats take care of yeah,
1: that I, I hope you're right so he so, oh, so listen so if, he, if if aoc had the same type of training that uh, Crenshaw had before he went up into those mountains in afghanistan she'd probably be able to shoot a uh shoot a flea off a horse's ass herself so uh, uh, bend over, uh, Crenshaw, because she might be coming for you. Now that now that happened
3: in Georgia as well. This is you know it's all Georgia-centric. By the way, don't forget, folks in Georgia, uh, a lot of a lot of people are saying you know, uh, do the right thing, write in Donald Trump for for Senate, and by all means, we encourage that. We endorse Donald Trump. Write him in for the Senate. There you go. All you Republicans out there, you you knock them dead. So, anyway, so speaking of, now, while we're in Georgia, let's talk about one of the candidates there, John Ossoff. Uh, We picked up a little audio from him from a a couple of days ago. And uh, I'd like you to listen to him talking about his his opponent, Purdue, who, boy, oh, boy, it seems like this guy is just a real dirtbag.
4: Imagine for a moment being Senator David Perdue. Senator Perdue lives behind, like, three gates. Y'all know this guy hadn't held a single public town hall meeting in six years? Has anybody seen Senator Perdue? No! 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 Has anyone seen David? It's not just that you're a crook, Senator. He's probably on the phone with his broker. Senator Perdue sends out this invitation to lobbyists in Washington. He puts this all in writing. If you want some of Senator Perdue's time, you gotta pay for it. Senator Perdue sells four meetings a year and a retreat on a private island for a $7,500 corporate PAC check. This is not a man who cares about ordinary people, y'all. This is a man who cares only about himself. The people of Georgia deserve to hear from their senator. If David Perdue doesn't want to answer questions in public about his record and debate his opponent, that's fine. He just shouldn't run for re-election to the U.S. Senate.
3: John Ossoff, one of the contenders for the, the two U.S. Senate seats in the state of Georgia. Uh, that was a compilation, obviously, of of a lot of things. Yeah, Purdue has refused to debate him leading up to the January 5th runoff. And, uh, Purdue's got his own problems. Kelly Loeffler, she's, uh, uh, remember, Georgia went, went blue this time around. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but now you've got the Republicans and Donald Trump specifically in a very interesting situation. On one hand, they're saying that everything in the state should be thrown out because it was rigged. They're saying the, uh, the 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 election system in Georgia is no good, but on the other hand they want their people to come out and vote in that very system on January 5th. So which one is it? Is it good or is it not good? You got to make up your mind. You can't much as you like to have it both ways. You, you really can't. I think what they're going to wind up doing is convincing their people to stay home. That's what I believe is going whether to happen. They to,
1: or whether they're intending to do that or not,
3: right? That's what now, I
1: mean. The one thing that I noticed or took away from that situation—just give me a second here. Sure, take two. I had to turn myself down just a little bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> the one thing I took away from that was the fact that in this big rally, uh, I, as I'm—if I'm not mistaken—neither uh, neither one of those got any time whatsoever. Those are the ones that are, quote, unquote, on the ballot in January. Trump took the whole damn thing. Instead of Trump actually, you know, saying a few words at the beginning, you know, vote for him, vote for her, yada, yada, yada. He, they basically opened it up and opened the stage for, uh, for Trump, and of course, he, he, you know blathered on with his lies at one point in time claiming that he won Wisconsin yeah yeah, yeah. and and uh, he this is you know this thing with Trump it, it's just like there are so many there are republicans I guarantee you, they won't come out and say it right now but I'll I'll I'll, I'll guarantee you when they when Biden finally takes the oath of office the next day, you are going to see a majority of Republicans just standing up and saying, would you just go away? No, you're not. I I, I guarantee you. I guarantee
3: you. I, I, I want it to happen, but I think a lot of them, well, they're not afraid of Trump per se. It's Trumpism. They're afraid. That,
1: of, look, well, the Tea Party eventually... Uh, you know, maybe maybe you could say that the Tea Party kind of morphed into what's known as Trumpism now. Right. Well, keep in mind the Tea Party didn't have that one
3: central, you know, uh, person that everything mm-hmm. was. And speaking of, uh, while we're still in Georgia, we have a, a very brief guest commentary by by one of your favorites, uh, the one, the only, the Buttercream Dream.
1: Georgia Democratic voters, listen here real quick. It's your boy. It's the champ. It's the buttercream dream, baby. Voters, it's time we do
4: our civic duty, y'all. It is time to look at the rest of the country and say, yes, we are the South. And no, we do not all put up with
1: that carpet-bagging, cheeseburger smoothie-eating bag and his rotating cast of fascist monkeys playing their dipshit cymbals. So the buttercream dream is calling you all out to a loser leaves town match on January 5th at a polling station near you. We gonna let the rest of this world know, baby, that the South has got a new mouth and it's saying
4: bye-bye to the bullshit. Skew! 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 <laughs>
3: That's John. That's one of John's favorite commenters that we have, commentators that we have, the buttercream dream. Follow him on Twitter. He's fantastic. Uh,
1: but <laughs> and by the way, here, uh, folks that are uh, watching and listening here. On radio TFI and on the radio TFI uh, streaming video streaming network here, you can always join us here into the conversation seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. You can leave a comment if you're on the streaming uh, if you're on the streaming network here. You can always leave a comment there, uh, and we'll get there. We go. Uh, <laughs> oh, Edward just uh, said South has a new mouth.
2: He yeah, it does. Skew.
3: And and by the way, this just in, the phone line is actually open, so. Hey! (laughs) Give that man the clap. Actually, it was open the whole time, so I don't want to brag, but, you know, having four eyes and all, it's, uh... So where were we? Where were we? Well, we're we're talking about what's going on in Georgia. Are we still in Georgia? We're, we're, We're starting to make our way out of Georgia. And, uh, not quite because we have the one the only the fabulous another one of Trump's all-star attorneys Lynn Wood. Let's take a listen to what this creep has to say.
1: Oh, okay. he knows he won this election.
3: He said if I lost this election fair and square, I would concede.
2: But he said, "Lynn, I didn't lose it. I won it." And he said to me with the conviction of the president of the United States of America, I will never concede. Never concede. Don't you
4: ever concede, Mr. President. You won this election. America voted for you. Stay in the White House.
3: My apologies. That was not the piece of audio I thought it was, but just the same, I got the same message across. By the way, I I happen to, uh, uh, boy, I had something in my head. There was a great funny line, and it's gone now. It's just gone.
1: Now I now I want to, now I want to take the unfunny out of it for just a minute. I want to get on something kind of serious. This is this is something that's been bugging me the last. Uh, the last few days and I told you, you'll get your hat as soon as I get it in the
3: mail. Just relax.
1: Has nothing to do with a hat. Oh, uh, look, I, you see, the thing is, is it's getting to, it's getting to the point for me where I think that there is nothing that Trump won't do in order to, to quote unquote, stay in power. And let's keep one thing in mind here. Remember, remember a few a few weeks ago, I'd mentioned that he doesn't speak of the Constitution. I, th- I think I've heard him in, in the four years he's been in office. I haven't. Uh, I think I've heard him mention the Constitution once. Uh, John, just to cut
3: you, his big thing was Article Two, which he believes grants him total. And uh, total power over everybody and everything. Um, the Grand Wizard, in other words, the Grand v- Wizard clause. That's what he believes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Other, that's the only time he talks about the Constitution. Um, I would not. It would not surprise me in one in one bit if he a couple of days before uh, Biden is sworn in goes goes full rogue, and tries to uh, invoke the military to somehow stop this from happening. Now, look, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is just a a very bad nightmare, and there's no way that it would happen. But again, it's 2020. Anything, anything. <laughs>
3: valid, is point. Awesome. A valid point. Valid um, point. I personally, I like to believe that our military leaders uh would would at that point have to disobey such an order from a lame duck president who is clearly bent on revenge and nothing else what? especially if it would hurt American citizens. our military is not does not exist to uh
1: fight other americans well i I totally agree with you, but you know and there is something now. Now that I get to thinking about it, here there is something where having the military involved in a situation where they are uh, poli- you know, acting as as law enforcement. In other words, like you said, turning against the citizens. Uh, there, there may be that to prevent it, but it just I put nothing behind. He has already gone over the oh sure right hearing edge. Of stupidity. Oh, there's no, there's no question. The norms don't,
3: you know, he doesn't abide by the norms. We know that we're four years into this now. We, we believe me, we, we know this, we know this without question. And, uh, it, it's just a question of us getting through that time. And look, we all knew this was going to be a dangerous time. I, I still so- think so most realized how, just how uh, dangerous this was going to be. I still think he's going to go down to Mar-a-Lago for Christmas and never come back. Which, quite frankly, he's not doing anything now anyway. So. Uh, yeah. But again, I'm very happy because I know he'll never step foot in the state of New York again. After January 20th. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, the, the nonsense he pulled in Georgia where he's calling the governor, he's calling the st- Secretary of State. He wants them to overturn, just basically disenfranchise all the voters there. This is illegal. Different states will be able to prosecute him. Okay, he can't pardon himself out of
1: uh, state charges. No, nope. o- only federal. And, and let's and let's face it: once he is no longer officially the president, he's totally screwed. That's right, and, and, and he knows open. that. He knows that. That
3: much he knows. Mm. Uh, hey. Um. Uh, so, did you watch Saturday Night Live last night? No, I uh, oh, okay. was busy getting my little my myself together for this show. Fair enough. A, a simple no would have sufficed, but thank you very much. It's like when wow. some when someone Whoa. when someone asks you what times that you th- explain how to build a watch. No, no, no. Just do you have the time? Yes or no. Moving on. But if you saw the uh, the parade of numbskulls in Michigan this week with Rudy, and. Uh, it was just a Saturday Night Live skit that wrote itself, and of course, that's what they opened with last night. Was uh uh, but we have a little. If you missed it, or if you'd like just a good chuckle this morning, now these are all the people that came to testify about all the voter fraud that they witnessed in Detroit at this election. Uh, at this polling place and where they were counting the votes, and 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 I. If I, remember, I don't know if the star of the show was actually in this one, but y- y- you listen to this, just listen to these people and-, and see if you don't want to start banging your head up against the wall
4: you could have had your mask below your nose and it was an excuse to throw you out. And the reason I put that in uh, as a nurse is we all know that COVID is spread by droplet. The reason we wear our masks is so that we don't sneeze on people. Uh, We know that a sneeze uh, or a cough can spread six feet. So we wear a mask so that we don't spread it. So if it's below your nose, it doesn't matter if you're breathing. They use that as an excuse to throw people out.
6: It is a little bit repetitious. I did, I was not, the bottom line is I was not able to do my job because of harassment. And we had, uh, we had a parade of Black Lives Matter in rhinestones. I was told not to wear anything. In fact, I'm wearing what I wore today at TCF. So I was, I, and I did not see anything Trump, but I saw a lot of masks that said BLM
1: rhinestones don't forget the rhinestones and fellow senators i appreciate the opportunity to address you today i'd like to do so uh, by swearing myself in i swear to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help me god we have a problem as i do my radio show every day i talk and interact with people all over the state of michigan through my website and the TuneIn app um you go in a very large room
3: It's really hot. I had a little thermometer with me to check my temperature through the course of the day. It was 85 degrees in there.
4: I don't have much to offer and the reason why I say that I wasn't able to get into the ballot room for very long before I was actually forcibly removed.
6: The truth is Biden and his co-conspirators, i.e. Michigan's executive branch, corrupt politicians, Governor Whitmer, Attorney General Nessel, and Secretary of State Benson definitely stole this election. In 2020, and most likely in 2018, with Dominion ballot machines, I would also speculate the Democrats did the same in 2008 and 2012 for Obama's reign of destruction in America.
3: Now, if you notice uh, on the last element there, the only election that went off without a hitch and wasn't rigged was uh, 2016. Who who won the 2016 presidential election, John?
1: Uh, i'd like to forget that if you uh if if that's okay with you i just kind of like to put that out of my that is correct that's the
3: correct answer anyway that that was just a a partial uh
1: bit of the you you mentioned saturday night live so i was expecting something with so i'm not 100 percent sure what the context did you listen to that band of loonies so, are so you're telling me? So you're telling me this was all a a skit? No, those were the real people. Okay, yeah. So were... I'm just wondering what that were. Oh no, this was the.
3: <coughs> excuse me. This was a hearing in Michigan, mm-hmm. and state okay. senators. Rudy was there, and uh, uh and these people came up with all their grievances, all the reasons that the uh, the elect the vote should be thrown out. Boy, you and I got to start talking before the show. Um. Uh, but yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if you showed up. But anyway, uh, but these were these were their reasons why these votes should be, you know, discounted, because it was too hot in a room, because uh, somebody was wearing rhinestones, because my my mask I couldn't wear my mask below my nose. These are the reasons that you know uh, they're giving. This was also the meeting where Rudy farted. 've you've, you've got to listen to the news John you've got to pay more attention to this stuff it's uh you're killing oh. me here. you're killing me here but let's move on and then there was there was the other young lady the blonde who was clearly drunk and that's a whole separate bunch of audio that I didn't even bring up because we'd have to do a whole show on her
1: and well, well there's one thing about her the my God! Did she look? Uh, I, I saw the video a little bit of the video of her. Now, what was? Let's see. What was her name again? Do you have that Mar- off the top of your no, head? No,
3: Marjorie something. Or but uh, she's
1: she's a she's a wannabe actress. She's been in jail. She's uh, yeah. Apparently, she was on probation for uh, harassing her uh, her ex. Apparently, sending uh, go figure uh, sex videos uh, of her and her ex husband. To uh, to the uh, yeah. woman that he's uh, uh, currently seeing now. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Melissa. We're, we're talking about Melissa Croner, aren't we? That's or that's the, that's that's who she is. Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Sent sex videos to her boyfriend's ex.
3: <laughs> the, the the if you're familiar with Saturday Night Live at all at all, and the lovely talented Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong does a character during the, the little weekend updates, uh, occasionally, called uh, The Drunk Girl You Wish You Hadn't Started a Conversation With at a Party. And it's just a whole bunch of non sequiturs. and she's fantastic. She does it. But this is exactly who this woman sounded like. And you're listening to her and going, oh, my God. Now, it was Cecily Strong that portrayed her last night on Saturday Night Live, and it could have been the same character. It, w- it was basically the same character, and it was funny. It's funny. I would I would look it up. Watch the real person first. If you haven't seen this blonde uh, do her thing, watch that first before you watch the Saturday night live uh, version. Uh I want to move on here because we got a few more things I I want I want to get get to uh, Let's see. Want anything COVID related? Uh not well, kind of no, not really. Not really. Let me, let me see.
1: Let me squeeze something in here real quick. Oh, would you please? You've been, we've been given all kinds of reasons over time here about why we should be wearing a mask. Well, gentlemen, big old macho stud dudes that you are, I have. I want to. I want to give you just one more reason why you should wear a mask.
6: Dr. Grayson, what's happening on the front of recovery? Millions of Americans
5: will have had COVID-19 before a vaccine is available to them. So what are we seeing on that medical front? Well, you know, we're learning something new about this virus. It seems not, maybe not every day, but it certainly seems like that. And I I really urge people that, you know, look, even if you have a mild infection, we now know that people can have long-term health effects from this virus, neurologic complications. And now for men who are watching this, there is some um, real concern here that men could have long-term issues of erectile dysfunction from this virus because we know that it causes issues in the vasculature. So this is something that is of real concern. Um, you know, so not just you know, you, not just that this virus can kill you, but can actually cause long-term, lifelong.
1: What she
3: said. We won't, we won't go
1: too much further into that, but. Uh... Yeah, there. That might be the reason that you uh, you may need here to decide to wear a mask in public. You know,
3: gentlemen, do, hey. your, do yourself a favor. You don't want to wind up with
1: Ed. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say it.
3: You think? When you think it's the first time I'm doing it? Believe me. Uh, first off, I'm I I am perpetually insulted by the fact that it's Ed.
1: Can't help it. It is what it is.
3: I, I have an eternal protest about I, I that. Mean,
1: I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you, can't uh, you can't use the initials uh, DCGH, uh, and you can go ahead and put that together if you uh, as you want. You're gonna have to tell me <laughs> during the break. We do have another ad in the room. I forgot about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, only only stating facts,
1: sir. Man, I, no you know what? I'm gonna move on because here.
3: you're a mean person. You're very, very mean. You're a mean one, oh Mr. Grinch. I'm sorry. And what room in the house do people go to uh to deposit their bodily hey. waste?
1: Huh? Yes, 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 I know. Hey. My father who came from England, or excuse me, from the from the UK, from Scotland. Name me John Thomas. Okay. You know what John Thomas is over in the UK, what that means? I bet you it's a water closet. Uh, no. It's a it's something that you can't... Uh, well, it's a prick, okay? That's mm-hmm. exactly what that means. Let's move on. Spe- That's
3: exactly what that means. Speaking of pricks... Thank you, my, Daddy. My, my, my new favorite governor, Phil Murphy of the state of New Jersey. Now, our boy matt gates you know he of the he really is truly florida man uh uh he attended a function a group of young republicans they couldn't hold this dinner and dance in new york city because new york city won't allow it so they snuck it into new jersey and Phil Murphy got wind of it, and there's pictures and all that on social media. But here's Phil talking about it. This is just a brief cut of it. That guy in the middle, the tall,
6: handsome fellow in the gray suit, that is representative Matt Putz. Sorry, Matt Gates. (laughs) Uh, And based on his past performances, it is obvious being a knucklehead is not beyond the pale for him. He was actually Sarah Palin's backup act for this (laughs) event. Now, if you go to the next uh, kind of a scene, that's Matt again earlier this year kind of a scene out of Dr. Strangelove. Uh, What a fool. Uh, He and they should be ashamed of themselves. He is not welcome. I hope you're watching, Matt. You are not welcome in New Jersey, and frankly, I don't ever want you back
3: in this state. By the way, during that, he was showing the photo of Gates wearing that ridiculous uh, gas mask while in uh, in the House chamber back from a few months ago. Anyway, Phil Murphy, my Governor Phil Murphy... My new favorite governor, he, uh, that's, that's, you know, that there's your COVID and Matt Gates. I mean, you put these two together, it's nothing but, you know, hilarity, hilarity ensues. Um, I got a couple more things that that, that I want to, I want to play. Boy, it was just a, just a treasure trove of, of items this week. Uh, (laughs) my, one of my favorite newscasters and reporters ever is Erin Burnett. She used to be on CNBC. We used to refer to her as the money bunny. She is, she's just adorable. So, but she's on CNN, she's with CNN now. And uh, here, here's a brief little something of what she had uh, earlier in the week. And in these 35 days,
6: Trump has also spent a lot of time on social media, not talking about COVID. No, here's an example. On Thanksgiving day, a day when 1,232 American deaths from COVID were reported. Trump accused Twitter of sending out, quote false, quote, false trends. So I remember that. I said, well, what is he talking about? Well, guess what was trending at that time? Top trend was the hashtag Diaper Don, which I suppose was because he was, you know, uh, sitting at this desk, right? So people did that. So Trump was upset by something as absurd and silly as Diaper Don trending on Twitter. So upset that he went on to tweet that Twitter trends were made up, and then, even by the way, threatened to veto a bill including raises for American military troops to try to repeal an obscure rule applying to Twitter that's in the same bill. That's how upset he was about Diaper Don.
3: That's not why Diaper Don was trending. Diaper Don is trending because he wears diapers. He apparently has an incontinence issue and cannot control his belts there are many, many documented instances of him pooping his pants. Phew, and then he was sitting at that itty-bitty little desk. And if you saw our promo for this week, somebody nicely uh, made it look like uh, Lucy Van Pelt's, you know, uh, psychiatrist's desk. Sign said, Pardons, yes. five cents. I thought it was cute. I thought it, it was cute. Uh, we, were, we were talking... Uh, I've got one I'm going to hold off on and see if we have time because I want to get these in. Uh, We were talking earlier. uh, No, I'm going to save that for last. Keith Olbermann has been putting out a series of commentaries. You know, Keith from uh, ESPN, MSNBC fame. And looks like I put John to sleep if you're watching on the video streaming network. So he feels like he's lost control here. No 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 no, I'm just relaxing. Anyway Keith and- Keith has a had a commentary the other night that I really I really feel we should play here.
6: This is Oberman versus Trump and I'm not Trump. So I see we're at the plan a spy in your own Justice Department so she can steal info for phony election fraud claims stage of the coup now while we're still at the martial law stage of the coup. The pardoned convicted General Michael Flynn's stage of the coup, in which he sends out tweets calling for martial law and for suspending the Constitution. And the Trump attorney Lynn Wood stage of the coup, where he calls for martial law and for preparations for civil war. And the Rudy Giuliani continuing part of the coup, his nationwide fraud tour, now joined by that woman who is either drunk Karen from Kalamazoo or the next Mrs. Rudy Giuliani. We're also at that stage of the coup in which Republicans like Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin are insisting that they are all going along with all this simply because no Republican could overlook Trump's vote total. That somehow we have to accommodate the 74 million Trump voters. And the answer to the question, how do you accommodate these people, is fuck them. To merely have voted for or to support Trump is merely to be a racist or a fascist or to be neither but to be comfortable with either. To support recounts in close states is wasteful and arrogant, but it is not unpardonable. But to support Trump's attempt to spark a coup to overturn the duly elected government of the United States is not something we need to accommodate. It is against the law. If we are asked how we accommodate people like Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and their stooges and their fellow travelers, the correct answer is indict them and arrest them. Gee, a dictatorship would be good, or let's prepare for civil war because our presidential candidate lost, or Trump should invoke martial law and start shooting all the Democrats, is not an opposing political point of view, it is a crime. It is an attempt to end American democracy, it is not to be accommodated, it is to be resisted and defeated, and those behind it are to be punished as the law provides, to repeat. If they think we are at the stage of martial law, let's give it a try. Fuck them.
3: I think that was yeah, well said. We I think that was well said. I was succinct and to the point.
1: I, I, I think that we should just go ahead and retire here and just run Oberman 24-7. <laughs> I think that, I'll Oberman all the time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me, we,
3: uh, we used to play him. Uh, a couple years ago uh, when he was doing daily commentaries for for GQ Magazine and uh, we would play them every day, well at least here at the Big Big, uh, at at the Master Complex here, at the broadcast site but
1: uh, speaking of obviously I'm not the only one that thinks that this is a this whole idea of turning the military on civilians—that's almost the next logical step. Oh yeah, there's no question so about everything, it. Everything that that, uh, that Oberman just mentioned—that's just the next logical uh, step in, right. in, in what's going on. I think we should be very, very concerned about this, and obviously Oberman is thinking the exact same thing. He just hadn't gotten to that level yet, but it's—it's um, it's, it's just matter of time i'm sorry
3: and part of the reason they'll be able to pull us off not that these guys can do anything because they couldn't they couldn't run half a block but you've got his coalition of stupid white guys you know who will scream and whatnot speaking of trump and his stupid white men
2: we won with poorly educated i love the poorly educated do you know why donald trump loves the poorly educated especially poorly educated white men because you're gullible because you're an easy mark. Because you only get your information from Fox News or Donald Trump, and that allows Trump to control what you see and what you think. White American men have been targeted and radicalized by Trump, just like ISIS radicalizes their soldiers. Let's just look back, shall we? <laughs> what happened to Hillary Clinton being on her deathbed in 2016? What happened to Hillary Clinton being arrested? Oh. Or Barack Obama being Kupichi? arrested? Or James Comey? Or Joe Biden? Donald Trump said they were all going to be arrested. None of that ever happened. It was all a lie, but it worked because poorly educated white men love conspiracy theories. Trump says it, Fox sells it, you buy it. Want more? Mexico will pay for the wall. We're signing a healthcare plan within two weeks. We're gonna have a vaccine very soon, maybe even before a very special date just more bullshit, and you keep eating it like it's sushi. That doesn't make you loyal. That makes you stupid. Let's meet a Trump voter.
5: To find a businessman who made himself a millionaire, want to work for me.
2: (laughs) First, Donald Trump wasn't a self-made anything. His father gave him hundreds of millions of dollars to start. And two, even with his hundreds of millions of dollars from his father, Donald Trump declared bankruptcy six times. So the two key elements that this woman based her vote on were complete BS. Would you let a man with six bankruptcies be your accountant? No. So why would you want him to be your president? Oh right, I forgot. It's because he's a tough guy. Because you know what real tough guys do. They get their daddy to get them five deferments from Vietnam. Numerous deferments because of uh, because of college and I had a foot thing and I had deferment for that. Look. I can dismantle your entire belief system in Donald Trump like a f***ing Lego set. Donald Trump is a lie. Donald Trump is a house of cards on fire floating on the top of a waterfall.
3: That's my favorite one at the end. (laughs) Well, as... as Did you get that on Twitter, by the way? I did. Yes, I did. You'll have to send that to me. I need need to... uh circulate that a little bit you, i think you, you know where you can find it john RadioTFI.com. the video is posted oh it is just oh, about just about all the just about all those videos are posted on RadioTFI.com. hot hot shit on a shingle and perhaps for the first time ever john shannon may actually visit the website of radio TFI. i go to that
1: website all the time i was listening by the way I'll save it for hour number two because there, there is. Uh, I, I have a little bit of a, a, a beef with the program director. There's nothing. Of radio. There's but nothing
3: I can do about it. You're talking about no information up there, right?
1: Huh? No, I don't know. No. no. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it in Hour number two.
3: All right. Our final clip for the hour is a brief one. As you may or may not know, uh, Roger Stone is basic. Not Roger Stone. Bill Barr has basically said, you know. The election was the election it's you know it's essentially over uh why
1: is he does he still have a job in this administration is what i want to know
3: <laughs> but they're they're starting oh i i've got two of them actually let me find the first one first it's judge winebox
5: and you mr Barr, are so deep in the swamp you can't see beyond your fellow reptiles and you are not the exceptional leader needed at this exceptional time in history. And you,
3: well, there's, there's Judge Weinbach, Judge Janine, and then, and then there's everybody's favorite Batman villain, Roger Stone. Who, by the way, they, and and thanks to Bill Barr doing his shenanigans, he he was crucial in getting Stone out of the who's gal. But but take a listen to. What stone had to say uh earlier in the week
1: no we have a two-tiered justice system and bill Barr's job is to block for the deep state which is why the durham ploy was quite clever mr durham has taken three years to produce nothing whatsoever when he has overwhelming evidence of both treason and crime and now now mr durham's job is to bury all of it after the election
2: bill Barr, you get what you expected
1: and now
3: they're all going to come after Barr. Look, none of these people were going to be employable after all this ends, anyway. So,
1: oh, I'm surprised though when uh, uh, when Barr said that there was nothing you know, nothing to see here, folks. It's uh, I, right, right. I, I am surprised he still has a job. I, you know that would it's... it wouldn't surprise me at all if. if uh, if Trump I think Trump was just looking for some some lackey that would be willing to take the job for you know a month and a half
3: oh no no he was looking for his own Roy Cohn see Trump well, be- uh, Trump Trump believes that the Justice Department is his personal attorney that's is true uh, but you know, but it's not true it's what he believes but well, it's yeah, not true it, so, yeah but it's not true it's not even close to being true so uh you know you got that going for you. Uh And anyway, I'm I'm just kind of tap dancing here. We got about a minute till we uh,
1: <clears throat> What's coming by, up? In- by the way here folks, uh, when we uh when we come back here after after the massacre better known as John and Ed versus the spread, I am in a royal slump here by Yeah, the you just are. To- yeah, you are. Want you to know, I'm not far above the Mendoza line right now when it comes to my picks. So, uh, uh, hey, I, I admit it, but there's we still got time, so yeah, don't yeah. get you don't take your happy pills here. Oh, 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 oh fear not, fear not. But I, I did come up with something here that, and I'll give you the background out of here. Make it quick. Oh, okay. But but uh, yeah, I'll give you the background then. But basically. Uh, somebody, uh, I I made a f- uh, reply to somebody on Facebook, and they uh, come back and through through the old H bomb at me, better known as Hitler. No kidding. So I, I actually yeah, so I actually did a actually did a little research. Believe it or not, I want you to hear what I uh, what I found. But that'll be be in the hour number two here of the taxi stand hour here on Radio TFI. Hey, we'll see you on the other side.
4: TFI
1: You found the taxi stand hour
6: The worst talk radio i ever heard in my life
1: on Radio TFI
4: Talk too much
0: Talk too much Join the conversation you can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT 754-800-2428 On Twitter at TaxiStandar From a pay phone, call Collect
2: So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus yeah? and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your
3: behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. I want a
5: hippopotamus for Christmas Only a hippopotamus will do Don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toy I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy I don't think Santa Claus will mind you He won't have to use a dirty chimney flue. Just bring him through the front door that's the easy thing to do I can see Mom says the hippo would eat me up, but then, teacher says a hippo is a vegetarian. there and give him his massage. I only like hip-hop-bottom and hip-hop-bottom buses like me
0: too. Hi, this is Athan from Perth, Western Australia, and you found the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. And that's right, thank you, Athan, from way down under.
3: You have found the Taxi Stand Hour, Hour 2, here on Radio TFI. I am the guy who should not be doing this announcement. The guy who should be. If you're just on the radio, he is sitting down, putting on his headphones now. And John, take it away. John, take it away. John can't hear me.
1: Oh, I can hear you. I was just taking my full five minutes.
3: Do the intro. (laughs) Ha ha!
1: But you know, you know why I do this, folks, because I can and because it pisses him off to no end. You're not going to get a hat. You're like- <laughs> Hi, welcome back, folks. So, you are listening to the taxi stand hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI video streaming network from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and from the Radio TFI Executive Tower. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Yeah. It Once is. again, good morning, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
3: Good morning, kids and kittens. I'm here. Like I've been here for the whole show. Like before the show,
1: and uh, somebody else doesn't uh, doesn't show up. Mm. What's that word? I was. I told somebody not to drown in the. Oh, I think it was bucket of tears yeah bucket of tears bucket of Ed's tears don't uh,
3: (laughs) screw you you're not getting a hat by the way if you're just joining us I am I am sporting the new radio TFI taxi stand hour baseball cap that we will be sending out to everyone who provides us with a station ID go to the website radio TFI.com everything we need you to do is there Record a station ID, send it to us. You get one of these old hats. Now, John may or may not get a hat now. Why? Because he's being a, a bad boy. He's being naughty. Oh, oh, wah. Yeah. Wah. You want to talk football now? You want to talk football? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Let's get it over with.
3: Because, you know, I'm dying to. I'm dying and I'm to. I'm
1: sure you are. I'm, I'm sure you are, you know?
3: You have no earthly idea. Like that.
1: You weren't you weren't quite so dying to do this a couple of weeks ago when I actually briefly took a lead on your Briefly.
3: Ass. Ever so briefly. And do you remember yeah. when somebody was about ready to jump off the top of the Northern Command Center? I don't want to do you football were- anymore. I don't like football anymore. <laughs> he literally was crying, whinging as we call it here in the great Northeast. He was whinging, ladies and
1: gentlemen. I don't like football anymore. Well, you have to under you have to understand. There's 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 more more to this than meets the eye. Is there now? Well, because I am not this. You know, I've got to have the NFL Network and have to have four screens worth of football. Neither am I going on at the same time. Neither am I. I am very much a Homer. I am a Vikings fan. Now, Uh granted, I've been able to. It's it's the only thing that's kept me alive during this whole period of time is the fact that Kansas City Chiefs, my birth city, Kansas City, I hey, Chiefs are, are kicking ass and taking names. So that's the only thing that's kept me alive in this. Now, does that mean when when the next time the, the Chiefs and the Vikings uh, play that I'm not going to be pulling for the Vikings? Of course. It's always going to be Vikings first, but they haven't shown me a whole lot this year. So at least i've had the chiefs to fall back on that's why i haven't been so excited and the other thing is is you know i am getting it is getting a little depressing to see these uh, football stadiums with nobody no fans in the seats i understand there's nothing can be done about it we're doing the right thing in this folks but doesn't make it any it doesn't make it any more exciting because of so because john, of this. john it doesn't change the fact that you're losing you know what?
3: Karma is an evil bitch. Uh, karma is my ex-wife. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> is that evil of a bitch.
3: <laughs> no, I can't say. In all seriousness, people who know who my ex is. She's she's a sweetheart. She really we're is. Gonna, she's we we
1: out of that one.
3: Uh, no, it's the truth. It's the truth. I, I I am apparently the only person that ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. It's uh, we're good pals now. Uh, uh but. I don't want it to get back to her that I said because she's the nicest person ever. You have no idea how nice this person is. I mean that really. Not not only would she go through a brick wall for you, she will stop, turn around and rebuild the wall before continuing on. That's how nice of a person she is. Carry on Montesquieu. Carry on. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Where am I? Oh, yeah, it's time for John Ed versus the spread. I lost track there. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin procrastination. Prognostication prognostication I was doing good this year too
5: each in other words,
3: week I should all I got to do is read the damn page all I got to do is uh, is read the You had one job one job and I blew that <laughs> All right each week John uh, third down in a cab ride Shannon and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. We are not responsible for issues with the post office. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two- or three-point conversion, if you have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's... John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's great to have you here. We had a fantastic week last week, a uh, big, big week, uh, six games. We had six games because of the Thanksgiving uh, holiday. Debacle. The, well, it, it depends on, on your perspective. And so here's the current score, 22 to 19. Uh, John's John's down by about by three points there. And we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do Uh I've, I, on my personal picks I'm, I'm doing okay I'm well above 500 so let's take a quick peek at last week and by the way if you're listening on Periscope uh, we're, we're getting messages that we're having some kind of a problem with Periscope so if you can't see the video try, uh, join us over on, on YouTube uh, and all that oops wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute yikes by
1: the way, I fixed that problem here.
3: on this Oh, so. all right. So very good. So here we are. So last week, John, whew, what a bloodbath. What a bloodbath. John managed to, uh, he picked one game out of six. And fortunately for him, he went for two on that one. And uh, actually, John, you could have gone for three on that one. <laughs> yes,
1: I could have. You, you know, consi-
3: cons- considering the Broncos didn't have a quarterback, you uh, I'm. I just want to go over some of this. You uh, I gotta tell you what you went for.
1: Go ahead. I made that pick by the way without knowing of the, the Denver quarterback situation. Right. You would have went for three.
3: Now you went for three with with my Dolphins, and I gotta tell you, I was sitting there watching the game, and it was twenty to, uh, twenty to three, and it's we're less than two minutes, and I'm thinking, my God, John has a shot at this. He just might. Because the, the dolphins were driving, the jets could jets couldn't stop traffic that day, and lo and behold, there was just enough time left for the dolphins to just take a series of knees. So I, I thought for sure they were gonna. Uh, all they ha- even had to do was kick a field goal. That's how close you came. Actually, no, a field field, field field goal wouldn't have helped you. You would no, that would have been worse. You would have lost by half a point. So I know, uh, right? so uh. And even your, uh, even your Vikings didn't help you out there. They won, but did they really? Yeah, did exactly. they really? By one point. So, again, that leaves us where we currently are, at uh, with with a score of twenty-two to nineteen. Let's get into this week's picks. And... Just,
1: just, just before, just before you carry on. Keep in mind, after that bloodbath. I'm still only three three points off of you.
3: That is correct. Uh, and we weren't going to talk about what I did last week since I've already moved on from that screen. Although I, I picked four correct. So let's, uh, this week is we're back to our normal three games. Don't forget the last week, final week of the season. We'll be picking all 16 games. We won't go over all 16 games. And we've got some Saturday games coming up in the next couple weeks. So uh, things will be, there'll be more opportunities. Here for uh, for some people to catch up, and uh, John, let's let's start with you. What do you say? Let's start with your first pick this week.
1: Well, one thing that you're going to notice in my picks this week is that I stayed away from both the Minnesota Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, you did, you did. And the reason I did that is, especially in the case of the Vikings, Vikings are playing the very hapless Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're like a ten-point. Vikings are about a ten-point favorite in that game. Yeah. And I, when that's, I don't want to pick against the Vikings. And ten, I'm sorry, that's going to be a lot. I, I think that's going to be a lot closer. So I'm gonna, we're just gonna put that one on the shelf, and I'll just enjoy the game for what it's worth. There you go. Uh, so I'll start out with uh, the Lions visiting the uh, Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears are a three-point favorite. That's Something a reasonable I'm, pick. I'm looking at, yeah, I'm going to go with that anyways. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I All I'm, right. I'm looking at this and i not thinking that, that that isn't what I meant to do, but uh, I'm going to go with it anyway, So All right. Uh, so you're going to stay with. With with
3: Chicago giving up three at Detroit. All right. And I'm going to start at the bottom of my board. Uh, I don't often get to see New England as the underdog. It's been a long time since New England's been an underdog. I am taking the Chargers, giving up a point and a half, because the the Patriots are beginning that, that long, long, slow slide into mediocrity that we all knew was going to happen at some point after Brady left so Chargers giving up a point and a half out in Los
1: Angeles John by the way how long do you think it's going to be before Belichick uh, checks out if you will here
3: uh, could be this year he might try to stay on one more I just don't I
1: don't see I don't see a path
3: no I don't either
1: it's time for him I to bail it. you're right Ahead, maybe he'll come and maybe he'll come and coach the Vikings. Yeah, don't count on it. Go ahead, John. Your uh your second pick. Uh second pick, yeah, you know what? The Dolphins pissed me off because they didn't step on the throats <laughs> uh last week. But uh yeah, you know what? I'm attracted to them all of a sudden for some reason. So they uh they're hosting the almost as happy. they seem like the big cats uh in the NFL, the Lions. Jaguars, Bengals, Panthers, Panthers—they all kind of suck this year. Have you, have you noticed that? So yeah, it's just one big meow for all those uh, big cat teams. If you, will. <laughs> anyways, Dolphins eleven-point favorites. I'm taking the Dolphins, giving up eleven. Points. I love the fact that the Dolphins are eleven-point favorites.
3: That 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 warms the cockles of my heart. In ways, I'm not sure they're going to cover. I mean, I take them anyway. I take them by default, but uh, I, I'm not sure they're going to cover. Although we did find out Tua is playing today, and I, I'm okay with either Tua or Fitz. So, but don't worry, my, I'm not taking the Dolphins anywhere. Hey, the Dolphins are going to win this game, even if three is playing. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway, so my second pick, it's those Las Vegas Raiders. Come to the come to the Meadowlands, to MetLife Stadium. To bury what's left of the New York Jets. Giving up eight points. I as honestly, the the Raiders could be giving up twenty-eight points. I can't take the Jets. They stink the high heaven. Now they may get in there and cover, but they're certainly not gonna win the game. I mean this this is a team destined uh for Owen sixteen. Maybe one and fifteen. They may trip and win a game. Before this is all over and done, but they better hurry up and do it now. So there you go. I'm taking Vegas minus eight over them, their New York Jets. John, your final pick.
1: By the way, you got to remember they're playing in the New York elements here, where the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have gotten kind of soft playing in that cushy uh, new dome stadium. I I
3: wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about. It. It's not going to be the first time they played outdoors, and it's going to be clear and cool, to, clear and cold today. It's it's ideal football weather. It's not. There's no wind, there's no snow, there's no rain, there's nothing.
1: I love the idea that the Raiders, uh, or that or Las Vegas rather, has a, a team. I, I like that idea. I'm happy for the people in Las Vegas. But the Raiders aren't all that in a bag of potato chips. So. Yeah, but they will be someday. You take who you
3: can get. Moving on.
1: There you go. Last game, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, a dome stadium team is going to another dome to play the almost as hapless Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the, uh, let's see the saints. What was the original line on that? I think it was like uh, six. six point. It thing. was minus six. Okay. So I'm going for two on this, taking the saints. Yeah, and you are. And a half. All right. My final
3: pick is the other team from the New York metropolitan area that makes its home in New Jersey. The New York Football Giants travel all the way out to Seattle today. They are eleven-point road dogs against the Seahawks. Again, I believe the Seahawks will probably win. Although the Giants have been playing decent football, they they're like three. They've won like three in a row right now, so I, I think they got it in them to at least cover. Win? I don't know. I
1: mean, they might still make the playoffs.
3: Well, in that division, you and I could 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 make the playoffs right now. We're still, a, in, absolutely right. We're still in contention, and I mean just the two of us. Uh, we're not, we haven't been mathematically eliminated yet. So, all right. So let's let's recap. Uh, here for week thirteen on John and Ed versus the spread. John Shannon, he's going with uh, taking them Chicago Bears, giving up three points against, at home against the the Detroit. What do you call them? The Motor City Meows. The Motor City Kitties. Motor City Kitties. Uh, we shift down to South Florida to my my old, to my team. John takes the Miami Dolphins over the, over the Bengals, uh, giving up 11 points. By the way, when Don Shuler was the coach, he always called it Miami or Cincinnati, and they were playing one year. So it was, he kept saying, Cincinnati, Miami. <laughs> you had to be there. Finally, John goes for two with the New Orleans Saints. And by the way, I have no faith in their quarterback whatsoever, uh, Mayim Balik or whatever the hell his name is. Anyway, John's going for two, giving up 13 and a half points as the Saints visit the hapless Falcons in Atlanta. My picks: we move over to the uh, positive side of the board. Uh, I'm taking Vegas minus eight over the New York Jets, the New York Football Giants plus 11 in Seattle, and finally, 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 the LA Chargers at home minus a point and a half against the soon-to-be thank god for the new york jets otherwise they'd be in the cellar new england patriots ladies and gentlemen kids and kittens that wraps up john and ed versus the spirit for this week john what is it we say about gambling using our picks
1: well you probably voted for trump
3: that's uh that pretty much covers it thanks john you're uh uh, and that concludes it. And we're going to fade out, and we're done. How did I
1: manage to get so much hate in my heart? How did I manage to do that?
3: Four years with me.
1: Does it to everybody. I, I'm telling you, it's, get to the, it's getting to the point now where I look forward to when uh, when baby Oliver wants to watch The Grinch. And then I, 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 I turn it off in the last, or I step away for the last half an hour of the show just because he actually grows a heart. But I... Eh, I, I am Grinch all the way, 100% on the Grinch team. And you're proud of that? You damn Skippy. I'm damn Skippy? Okay. R- remember, card carrying curmudgeon. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You did that pretty well. Thank you. Give Hold me on. Kudos. There, huh? Thank you very much. Oh, you just scared away a listener just like that. I do it. It's what I do, man.
3: <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> um, before we get into anything else this to me was good news and i want to uh, this was a story i've got held over from hour one it's got nothing to do with politics it's got nothing to do with uber it's got nothing to do with. well it kind of does have something to do with. It. the united states has tightened the definition of service animals allowed on airplanes and it's about time the government has decided that when it comes to air travel Only dogs can be service animals, and companion used for emotional support don't count. Yay, U.S. government! It's about time. The Transportation Department issued a final rule on Wednesday that aims to settle years of tension between airlines and passengers who bring their pets on board for free by saying they need them for emotional support. Uh... Airlines believe passengers abuse the rule to bring a menagerie of animals on board, including cats, turtles, pigs, and in one case, a peacock. That peacock was actually part of a, a news investigation to see w- what they could get away with, as far as you know. A- and they back down. Oh yeah, we'll we'll let the peacock on. You know, I I I'm all for emotional support animals, but there's too many people out there that abuse it. Okay, I'm not opposed to you traveling with your pet. But I don't need your pet up in the passenger cabin with me. I don't know if your pet is trained or whatnot. Uh, uh, I've gone over this many, many times. Uh, Look, I'm sorry. Tuffy's got to ride in the baggage compartment or put him in a a carrying case and pay for the seat next to you. Because I don't need that animal running up and down the aisle. He's my emotional support worm. Screw you, I'm not done with the story yet. The new rule will force passengers with emotional support animals to check them into the cargo hold and pay a pet fee or leave them at home. Uh, The agency estimated airlines will gain up to $59.6 million a year in pet fees. Under the final rule, a service animal is a dog trained to help a person with a physical or psychiatric disability. Uh, airlines can require people with a service dog to turn in paperwork up to 48 hours before a flight, but they can't bar those travelers from checking in online like other passengers. So, and again, I'm all for the concept of service animals. They are wonderful. They do excellent, excellent work for the, for the people that, that they're uh, teamed up with. And I think it's a fantastic thing. I am happy to deal with service animals trained service animals anytime because you don't have a problem with those animals they know what to do they've been trained but just because you don't want to leave spot or fido at home or fluffy the cat you know oh this is my my service cat really you're carrying her in your arms and you think you're gonna let her run around the inside of my car tearing everything up No, no
4: no no no
3: no so good look if you need, if you need to have your pet snake with you on the plane, uh, what you need to do is what the rest of us do: just
1: get stinking drunk. Okay, you'll be fine. Okay. So now you you know you're not going to get away without get get away with that without some commentary from me. I don't really care. Well, here you go. You this sets a very dangerous precedent doesn't know yes spelled precedent as somebody as somebody it's with a C and not an S and as somebody who actually has two cats yes who are who are registered as support emotional support animals Mm -hmm. now we never never in a million years hold on a second
3: hold on I gotta stop you right there where are they registered where are they registered to support animals
1: okay they are verified they are is by the uh, the mem are one of our family members has a has a doctor's uh, certification it's the only way we could get them in this house that we're renting but what you've done by doing that what the what the transportation department has done by doing this is now open the door for other entities such as housing. Uh, right now, there you've seen more dogs in apartments, and I'm going to I tell you firsthand as somebody who's had both. Uh, dog makes a hell, a dog or a cat makes a hell of a lot less of a mess than a child does. I
3: right, there's no question about. I make my my issue has never been people. Wh- what a dog or a cat or any pet for that matter. Can do for a person that's not my issue my issue is people flat out lying about it and abusing it and making it difficult for the people who actually do have uh guide dogs we need a national certification is what we need i know uh, i know disabled uh advocates don't want that because they feel it's an undue burden but you know what uh, how many times are you going to be denied you know, look, you can you, you can sue a cab driver and win in court, call and have him lose his job, but you still didn't get your ride. Okay. All we mm-hmm. need is some kind of national certification. Not and not this stuff you send five bucks to somebody on the internet and they send you a little card, you know, and an orange leash or something. You know, that's that's baloney. Uh, all right, let me finish, please. Oh, by all means. I my my apologize. My apologies. My apologies. (laughs) My apologize. (laughs) Got me all worked up here.
1: I'm gonna have a donut. Mm, Donut. I'll have a donut. This, like I said, this sets a precedent because now you're going to be able. Now, all of a sudden, landlords who don't want to deal with having, God forbid, you have an emotion. You have a cat that's uh, is an emotional uh, uh, support animal. And heaven forbid the cat claws up a little uh, a piece of carpeting. Oh well, cats are too destructive. dogs are too destructive. dog had an accident on the carpet and they can't get the stain out of the carpet. Yada, 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 yada yada. You, look, you're paying one of the things is you're paying an enormous deposit these days. This is why a lot of people can't afford to rent apartments these days and are out sleeping in freaking tents is because not only is are the rents sky high, most of these landlords want deposits that equal uh, a first and a month's last uh, excuse me first and months last or so what first and last month's rent. It's always been like that. And if and if you can't come up with that money, well you don't move you don't move into the uh, you don't move into the into the unit. It has gotten it's gotten that bad with this but that's another story for another time. What this does is is it d de- it makes it okay to discriminate against no service animals. No, no, hold on, please. Hold on. It 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 makes in my opinion it makes it okay to discriminate against service animals. Now, I look, a peacock is a As a service animal, I have my doubts. A snake as a service animal, somebody's just trying to be a smart ass. I'm sorry. Having a support animal means that you're having an animal there that won't try to inject venom into you while you're depending on it to help you through your day. John, I got to stop you right there. You need to figure out which word you want to use,
3: service or support, because they're two very different things. It's
1: it's the same
3: thing. No, it's not. It's not. It is not. It is not even close to being the same thing. A a service animal is an animal that's been trained and has gone through a lot, and is and it is carefully matched with with its final owner. An emotional support animal is, well, fluffy
1: makes me feel better. You'd be surprised if you've got emotional issues. How how just being able to feel better. I'm not
3: saying that. I'm what I'm saying is that. It is not a support animal. It has not been trained for that. Fluffy's a good cat and makes me feel better. And that's fine and that's great. Okay, but Fluffy has not been trained how to behave in public. Fluffy has not been trained or evaluated on how she reacts to certain things. Remember, as much as support animals are an important part of our society, and make no mistake, they are. I am I am so happy that I don't have to depend on one. And uh, you know, heaven help me the day I do have to. I want to do it properly. But you've also got to take and take into account the rest of the population. Okay. A a trained guide dog is somebody is a dog I don't worry about. I don't worry about this dog pooping in the back of my car. I don't worry about this dog getting out of control. I don't worry about that dog, period. Because that dog is trained to make itself invisible. Okay? It's not going to get up. It's not going to misbehave. It's not going to go crazy because there's another dog nearby. It's going to do its job. It's working. It's a working dog.
1: Again, fl- I, I understand fluffy, fluffy, dog. Not a- not all dogs are trained exactly uh, not,
5: Exactly.
1: not all i mean look i i had a couple passengers i used to pick up on a regular basis when i'd get there for a blind he was for a blind couple and this dog i was afraid you know he was a trained guide dog but he wasn't trained properly and I, I tell you, I, I was afraid that one day this dog was going lead to lead, lead this couple out into traffic. Now, did you ever speak to anybody about that? Uh, at the time, look, no. You know okay. I, I, I've been at this for 37 years. This is probably within the first seven or eight years of my career. All right, so,
3: so let's take that situation. So this is an animal that clearly was not trained properly, and this is why we need standardized certification. Just like my my commercial driver's license is a standardized license. It's just that the states administer the testing. We need the same thing for service animals. And I'm not looking to put an undue burden on people who already have bigger burdens than than I could ever imagine. I'm not trying to do that. But again, we have to consider the rest of the population. I want you to have your, your trained service animal. I want you to have that. There's no question about it. But I also need to be relatively secure in the fact that this animal knows what it's supposed to do, when it's supposed to do it. There's no 100% guarantees on anything. And again, that's not even the issue. My issue ha- is, and always will be, people that decide, oh, I'm going to take my my my, uh, my dog onto the plane today. And I'm going to do it for free, and I'm just going to claim, collect- oh, he's my emotional support animal. It's a lie. I'm talking about the people that are lying about it. That's what burns me. And that's why I'm happy to see this. Because people have abused it for years and years and years. I, I had a situation when I was on the dark side. And what finally got me booted off. I pull up. This guy's got a dog on a rope. Literally on a rope. The dog is pulling, running, barking. Uh, and I said, is that your dog? And that was all I said. And he went into a rampage because clearly... He had been denied service before, and he claimed it was it, it was a guide dog, a trained guide dog. I clearly it wasn't. Clearly it was not. Mm-hmm. But this is where people have gotten. Look, I have never turned down somebody when they said, "Excuse me, do you mind if I take my dog with me?" Be upfront. Be upfront. This lying nonsense. You're putting the fear of God into people because the ADA. You know, and and the ADA is important, the American with Disabilities Act, for those of you not familiar with it. It's important. We need it, and it should be there. But good God, you can't beat that. That is, uh, you know, people start throwing that around. I'm going to call the ADA, um, you know, and now you're stuck. Now you're stuck. I want people to travel with their animals. I do. I've always been a proponent of, you're in a taxi business. One of the things, let's mark which drivers are okay carrying animals. Look, some guys don't want, some drivers don't want to.
1: The, some drivers are legitimately allergic to dander I, and pet hair. Take, I'll take that. I, I will totally agree with you on that
3: one. But it's not fair to I'll them. And, and this is the only thing about the ADA. And I'm getting a little off topic here, but it's the only thing about the ADA. And I would say, again, if you're in a cab company, whatever, you need to provide documentation hey, look, I can't take animals because blah, blah, blah. Okay? Now, if it's legit and it works out, then fine. Then you're blocked from picking up the, this work. And you have yeah. to accept that, you know, that's work you're not going to get. And meanwhile, the, the drivers that are okay with picking up animals under any circumstances, then they go pick them up, and that's that. And, and the passengers got to be upfront. But again, this lying about, oh, 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 this is my turtle. It's my emotional support turtle. Come on, man. I'm not I'm not questioning now, I'm not I, questioning that you're not attached to your turtle. And I'm sure your turtle's fine, fine human turtle bean. But
1: you're full of it. You're full of turtle poop. Well, I first off, I agree with you on the whole idea of setting aside a group of drivers that have no problem with taking Uh, support animals or any type of animals, service dogs, whatever. Because you're right. There are drivers that have... Legitimately. uh, Legitimate legitimate reasons, whether it be an an allergy, whether it be even for religious reasons, to be quite honest with you, which I think that people fall uh, kind of under that same... uh, They abuse that, too. Yeah. They use that, too. So, look. But I have no problem with that. It's for the same reason why... I can't pick up people in, in, that are in uh, wheelchairs with if they cannot transfer. Right. I don't have I, I don't have a ramp in the back of my vehicle. Well, that's to, the to,
3: that, but, that's the vehicle's limitations. That's not your limitations. Well, but
1: it, as when when a person calls for a for transportation, they need the whole package, you know, the driver brings the cab, the cab takes the driver. Right, but they need
3: so, to right, they, it's that falls on them for not saying, "Hey, I need a wheelchair accessible taxi."
1: And As a matter of fact, yesterday, yesterday I had a, a passenger like that. Right. First call, first call of the morning. He's a, he's in a wheelchair. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe he, he maybe he can transfer. Uh, but he got to the car. He couldn't. He couldn't transfer. He could not get himself up in, into the van. Well, he saw the and van.
3: I, he saw the van when you pulled up and just presumed there was an accessible vehicle.
1: I don't well. No, I'm telling he's you, that, not tra- he's not trained to look for that. He did. As a matter of fact, I told him, "Let me, let me get a hold of dispatch and get you an accessible vehicle." Oh no, no, I got, I ain't got time. I don't have time for that. I spent ten minutes waiting for him to try to get into that vehicle. Right. He couldn't do it. Then he finally asked me if one. He says, "Can you, can you help me get in, into this?" I can't. I can't physically touch you, sir. Especially not in the era of COVID. No. And then the this, this the second question is, can I get in the front seat? Absolutely not. That that area before COVID, that front seat was persona non grata. Well, wow. however he was
3: persona persona <laughs> non grata. No, I don't look in that situation. That that's different. And again, I'm not talking about not picking up. We need a standardized certification process, even for the emotional support animals, even those animals, if you're going to travel or be in public with these animals you need to understand that either they're in a cage, something you know, a carrier uh, and you can't take them out of that carrier during the flight Mm -hmm. or you know, whatever they. we need some kind of rule because it's just the last time I flew a couple of years ago, there were two dogs running up and down the aisle during the flight. Seven
1: five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you got an opinion on this, you want to uh, leave with us. Uh, feel free to give us a call live. You can call and leave a message if you're listening to this via Memorex, whatever turns your uh, whatever turns you crank, there, folks. Uh, so anyway, you know, I don't. Think- I don't think that animals should be running up and down the hall up and down the aisleway of an airplane myself either. I spoke to the flight
3: crew before we took off. I said, look, I'm not gonna try to get into this big argument about, you know, emotional support animals and all that. I said, but I just wanna be rest assured that I'm not gonna have this animal jumping all over me. Okay. And what happened from that? The the gate agent came. They were ready to take me off the plane. I said, "I didn't say I wanted to get off the plane. I just asked what you plan to do when those animals start running amok. I'm not asking you to take them off the plane. I'd rather they weren't on the plane, but I'm not asking you to do that. Well, sir, you know you can you can take another flight. I'm not taking another flight. I'm just asking what are your plans." And that it didn't end well because, you know, they're they're in a bind and I understand that they're in a bind and I'm not trying to make it because they're afraid these people are going to yell, oh, ADA, ADA, because, again, that's something else people abuse. That's the problem with the emotional support animals is then they scream ADA and they're not covered under the ADA. And most people are not aware of that. And, you know, look, people are running running their business. They're just working for an hourly wage. You're a flight attendant. Uh, you don't want to get into this battle with people, and I understand that, and I get that. You know, your company says do one thing because they don't want to deal with the lawsuit. That's inevitably going to happen, even though they'll win. But anyway, I'm happy about this ruling, okay, because it just it's aimed at the people who abuse the system. It's not aimed at people with legitimate certified or whatever trained service animal guide dogs.
1: It is I guarantee aimed- you this this law won't this this ruling by the uh, transportation was it transportation oh I got uh, a, administration. Well it's a good thing I have paperwork
3: now, isn't it? It's a good thing I print out a script. Now isn't well, it? Well I wasn't prepared for this, I had no idea
1: this was going to be a topic. Uh, transportation department. US Thank you. It's it's if this is going to be fought in court. Don't get everything first of all, and I don't agree with it. We're such a litigious society as it is. No lawyer will but take this. This will be brought to court. I I don't think uh, I, I I this will be challenged. Okay. Uh, I don't I I don't know. I I, I think it... that. Just give me a thought. Just give me a minute. Yeah. Like sure. 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 So. Uh, look, I I think that people take this to and extreme don't get me wrong and you see the thing is is people think in such black or white terms well if this person can 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 bring a dog uh on the plane well then i should be able to bring uh bring my snake bring my turtle i think that they're my alligator yeah exactly i think that people push that a little bit too much i think that that the that somebody needs to take a serious look at what the and I look don't just just dis, don't discount the whole thing as far as e- emotional support. No, you're you're but misunderstanding what I'm saying. There is a there you have to have a line drawn someplace, and you have to have serious conversation about what could possibly be an emotional support animal, and what's there just because you want to be a smart ass and push push the bar.
3: Well, and that is the problem is that you cannot distinguish. Okay, if I show up with my pet cockatoo or three, now do you want Now, you, you're you're the gate agent, you know, with, on your hourly wage and the, you know, barely hanging on because of everything that's going on these days. Are you going to fight with me when I threaten ADA and an attorney? No, because you're a low man on the ladder. Although I will tell you this much uh, you will be laughed out of court. You will be laughed out of court. If not, it's actually against the law to uh, present an animal as a as a guide animal, as a guide dog, when it's not actually. It is. A, I know in the state of Florida, it is against mm-hmm. the law. I'm sure it is in most states. So you, you walk up with Fluffy the Cat. Oh, she's uh, she's certified. By who? Nobody certifies these things. There is no central because your doctor says you need it. Okay, well, eh, you know what? but we still if you have to, Your doctor says you need it that should be enough it should be and but on, but on the other head. hand you can get your doctor to say just about anything certain doctors look well, at th- look at donald trump's doctor he's he's the he'll be the best uh, most physical best physical specimen in the white house ever i mean that's an extreme situation but again i'm I'm not talking about people that legitimate, have legitimate needs. I'm talking about the people that play the system. Go to court. Go ahead. File a lawsuit against Delta because they wouldn't let you bring your rabbit on onto the plane. And I'm sure Delta did everything they could to accommodate you. We can we can sell you a, a, a cargo case. We can say, put, put him in a carrier. Put him in the cargo hold. He'll be fed and watered, and the fee is $60 or whatever it is. Oh no, I'm disabled. Well, now you've just opened yourself up to a whole different thing. Fine, sue us.
1: Sue us. Let's go to court. And you can provide what to us a- cabin pressure in the uh, in a, the cargo hold, as opposed to a uh, where the passengers are. It's the same, by the way. Do you know? It is. I, I didn't know that. I was that wasn't. A-
3: Look, they would they would not put animals down where there's no heat there's no, you know, cabin pressure or anything like that, you know. Okay, um, well, I just, I didn't know, honestly, so I Yeah, was... no. Like, millions and millions I, and hundreds of millions of animals have flown. You know, since we started flying. We, yes. We've transferred all uh, sorts of animals, and most of them make it. Eh, you know what? You can't win them all. <laughs> you can't win them all, you know. Oh. Uh, uh, anyway. Uh, I wasn't
1: to have this conversation me but neither
3: i thought I'd, I'd i'd hop on it and hop right off by the way on a oh wait a second you know what it's time for emergency bat. uber is planning to sell its flying taxi business <laughs> uber's ambitious and chaotic effort to launch a flying taxi service is coming in for a landing Dara the K.
0: <laughs>
3: the news comes as Uber CEO Dara the K attempts to push Uber closer to profitability. Man, you make it closer, but you're not going to be close. <laughs> uh Which includes the sale of money losing parts of the business, which I presume is all of. It. Actually, Uber Eats makes money. Uber Eats makes money. But the especially rest especially now, yes they are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're all making money. Heck, I used Grubhub the other day. I'm sitting in a parking lot and uh, I ordered me some five guys a hamburger. Oh, that was good. Oh it damn, was, they're great, but they're expensive was, as all hell. Holy crap. And, and now you have it delivered to a parking lot. Uh five guys, uh cheeseburger and fries with everything including the tip cost me twenty eight bucks. Jesus! But I didn't bring lunch that day, and I couldn't leave the lot, so. Uh, moving on. Uh bu- 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 where was I? Uh, th- the plans for the, uh, for all this, for the flying taxi business, and this was going to be autonomous vehicles picking you up on top of a building somewhere and taking you to the airport or wherever. And they were ambitious and perhaps doomed from the start. It relied on a technology, electric powered aviation, that was still under development and had yet to be tested as part of a commercial service. It'd be costly to implement, requiring the construction of a vast network of rooftop or ground level sky ports and regulatory approval from a host of federal, state, and local agencies. Although, on that last part, when does Uber ever care about what uh, regulatory
1: approval? They don't care. Yeah. When you start flying things, there—that's that, a—that's a whole new uh, can of worms. Yeah. The, the
3: the article goes on, and by the way, we have a link to it on the website. Which and it mostly talks about the company that's that's going to buy it, which is some secretive little thing. But uh, you know, essentially, Uber's doing what we all knew they'd have to do—they got to start eating itself because they have bad ideas, poor implementation, implementation, and they've spent all their money on legal fees. Had you followed the rules? you had a, they'd all be sitting on mountains of gold right now,
1: but. Oh, absolutely. You know, what do I know? Because you, you think, had they followed these rules and went through the same uh, regulatory process as, as the taxi industry went through, there'd be a lot more taxi drivers who would have decided to paint their cars other than whatever color you know yeah right. take it from yellow to some other neutral color and it would they have hopped on board with it right because it, in theory the idea of being able to hop on your little cell phone here mm-hmm. and arrange arrange for a ride you know I got a guy half a block away you know uh, it, I can see the appeal of it Um. Uh, and and to be honest with you too, as far as the prices go, um, well, you can make that argument now one way or another that that uh, that these days Uber taking an Uber is every bit as expensive as taking a taxi, um, especially. Well, there's no question about it as far as with surge pricing goes, but you can make those arguments that at least they'd be in the ball game if you know had they not decided to just go rogue and then just say well okay everybody loves us now here, here's uh, here's what we want or we're going to leave town well and that's so. ex-
3: that's exactly what we all predicted was going to happen because a lot of us had hmm, what, what was it again oh that's right experience in the transportation business mm-hmm. and a lot of these companies have been around for 60 and 70 years and we watched the rules change for both to the benefit of both the customer and the providers and uh uh, but hey you know what i'm looking for you know we're looking forward to the day that they fold up and and again i like the idea of being able at the time if i would have been able to branch off on my own without being part of a big company and still be able to but you know what It, it it Anyway, it's over for me anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, I've always believed in belonging to a fleet. I, I these guys that that want to go solo and uh, oh, I've got this customer base. I got I've got 20, 30 customers that call me on a regular basis. You know what? I've never seen that work out. Unless somebody wants unless somebody wants to uh, make a reservation right but now most of the time these these people that it's right now make, yeah they want the car they want the car right now and it never fails i'm when somebody wants a ride Run right it. now and i'm i'm 20 miles away unless i charge you a premium for coming that far why would you pay that premium i'm nobody special well what we what uh, we what we used to have now
3: i was part of this on and off for a long time. We had a small group of guys. We had our own radios and all that. We shared a phone number because everybody knew not one guy could cover the amount of... We all worked basically the same areas. Now, for the most part, we had people that would, you know, it was a lot of airport work. Drop off and pick up. So we knew in advance. And plus, our customers would know, all right, if you're calling for a now ride, we may or may not have anybody out there. But give us a call and if we can it always it always went something like this oh hi mrs smith uh well i'm the only one available right now and i'm about 20 minutes out is that okay or do you want to call just call the company oh that's okay dear i i, I you know I'm, I'm gonna call the company and i'll and they would always call us back the next time you can't do it by yourself and you got to work with guys that you can trust with uh and actually, we used to have a thing every New Year's Eve. Uh, and, at one, you know, we always had a, a day crew and a night crew in, in the little thing that we did. Uh, the day crew knew to tell people we don't take reservations after 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Because there was just no telling where we were going to be. Literally no telling. We could not guarantee service after 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Uh, mm-hmm. As much as we would like to call us and, you know, you never know, you might get lucky and somebody's, you know, somebody's right there. We are happy to, but we, we would ne- that's the only time we wouldn't take a reservation was New Year's Eve from 10 p.m. till about uh, 4 a.m. After that, we, we would book the reservations.
1: But all right. Um, well, listen. Um, I want to do, do one more emergency bat turn because I've only got a couple minutes now, obviously. Emergency bat turn out and bear with me because it's going to require my reading skills. I've oh. read over this a couple of times. God, but uh, where's my it's window? A couple of paragraphs. I got go so to go. So this those. is going to require Ed to uh, uh, as, uh, let, me strap as my, uh, let me strap in. Let me strap in yeah so good you got two and a half minutes anyway, earlier, anywhere anyway they were we were just I was trying to to compare the support that Donald Trump has, quite frankly to people who supported Adolf Hitler uh, back when in in his rise to power. So let me get through let me get through this as best as I can. okay the key reason, the question was, by the way, why support Hitler? The key reason to support Hitler and the Nazi regime was Hitler himself. Aided greatly by, a, by propaganda genius Goebbels, Hitler was able to present an image of himself as a superhuman, even godlike figure. Sound familiar? He wasn't portrayed as a politician, as Germany had enough of them. Instead, he was seen as above politics. He was all things to a lot of people, although a set of minorities soon found that Hitler, beyond not caring about their support, wanted to persecute, even eliminate them instead. And by changing his message to suit different audiences, but stressing himself as a leader at the top, began to bind the support of uh, des- uh, des- excuse me disparate groups uh, together, including... Enough rule, modify. Uh, excuse me. Enough rule to modify and then doom Germany. Hitler wasn't seen as a socialist, a monarchist, a democrat like many of his rivals. Instead, he was portrayed as being Germany itself, the one man who would cut across many sources of anger and discontent in Germany to cure and cure them all. Uh, it wasn't seen as a He wasn't seen as a power-hungry racist, but someone who was putting Germany and Germans first. Indeed, Hitler managed to look like someone who would unite Germany rather than push it to its extremes. He was praised for stopping a left-wing revolution by crushing socialists and communists, first in street fights and and elections, then by putting them in camps. And praised again after the knight of long knives for stopping his own right and some left-wingers from starting their own revolution something sound eerily familiar about any of that ed yes (laughs) anyways i guess with that we're not going to have time to discuss it so we'll maybe talk about it next week You're listening to the taxi stand hour on radio TFI for Mr. Ed Van Nest. I'm John Shannon, and I got to money.
2: See ya!